This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. This is Michael Gano with Inside Israel and Chocolates for Heroes. And it's another beautiful day in the Jewish state. And uh, I want to start off this radio show by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to the guys at America's Web Radio who bring the truth about the Jewish state to the grassroots of the United States. The truth about Israel as this country is number one in the world in technology, agriculture, and medicine, and the vast amounts of humanitarian work that the Jewish people here in Israel do around the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you, America's Web Radio. Insight to Israel is in the top 20% out of 26,000 radio shows in the United States and is heard all around the world. We are certified, justified by the Israeli government. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. And guys, we have a, a, a government press pass, which we've been blessed to receive because of the listeners, because of you that are hungry for the truth about what is going on in the world and how it all comes down to the Jewish state. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Amazing, amazing. So thank you, everyone. I also want to say thank you to everyone who likes, who watches, who listens, who shares all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, uh, LinkedIn, all of these, Google+. Plus. Thank you for going to all this social media and not just looking at it, but sharing it with your friends, your family. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Also want to say real quick thank you to those that are participators and not spectators in sending chocolates for heroes. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you look at my social media, you can never, ever wrap your mind around what a simple note on a chocolate bar will do to the morale of a soldier. I've literally had soldiers stop me after I've walked away and say, you don't know how much this means to me. The world hates me because I'm a Jew. The world is against us. The world lies about us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's because of Americans that are sending their love. Can you imagine? I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. And somehow I came up with a simple note on a chocolate bar that, that's very cost-effective, that's time-efficient. That, you know, the soldiers need a lot of things. They need equipment. And there's a lot of Americans, Jewish and non-Jewish, that are helping with that. But there's some Americans that, that they don't have a lot of money. And to have the chance to put their words on a chocolate bar, they'll never get to Israel. But when they see their picture and their chocolate bar collage together, and then we hand the chocolate bars out to the soldiers, and they see the smile on a soldier's face and their notes in that soldier's hand, wow, wow. And now what's happening is when that person sees their chocolate bar in the hands of a soldier, they're now coming together through Facebook, and now those soldiers are getting care packages from the people who sent the chocolate bar. Grassroots 101. That's what I learned in politics. You always reach out to the people that are most important. 
So, I want to say thank you to Americans. Thank you. Please, go to Insight to Israel. Send me an email. If you want to get involved with Chocolates for Heroes, we need your help. We need... We get, look, we got thousands of them, but thousands is not enough when you're talking about tens of thousands of soldiers. To date, since 2003, we've handed out over 15,000 chocolate bars to soldiers. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. All right, all right. So, uh, you know what? Wow, I'm sitting here in the holy city, eternal. They tried to take it, rob it, burn it to the ground. Sometimes the Jews had to get spanked a little bit by God, sent into exile, but His love for you never wavered. And He was using great men like Daniel. And I don't know how you say it in Hebrew, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three Hebrew boys in Babylon. When King Nebuchadnezzar made a statue and he played the music and they wouldn't bow. And they were from, how do you say that in Hebrew? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No, you would if I could say the name of Hebrew. Anyway, the listeners know what I'm talking about. But every time God brought the prophet Nehemiah back here with a sword in his hands and Torah in his heart and a prayer on his lips and a trial and the other to build the walls of Jerusalem. You know what I'm talking about, the prophet Nehemiah? Okay, I think. Either way, I'm, uh, I love to uh, It's amazing. Anyway, with that being said, I'm here in Jerusalem. And I've got a gentleman in front of me. Sir, could you introduce yourself? Well, my name is uh, Gilly Cohen. I'm 29. And I'm from uh, Malé Adunim, a small town near to Jerusalem. Mal- You're only 29? Yes. That's awesome, man. Yes. You're a young guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. But I'm uh, married with a beautiful wife and I have two children. Nice. Hey, listen, we need more Jewish babies to bless the door. <laughs> to bless the non-Jews. Absolutely. So, uh, so you're married, two children. How old are your children? Uh, the biggest one is four. Wow. Yes. And the second one is uh, one year. Wow. And you got one in the oven. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. God bless you, man. On his way. God bless your child. Thank you so much. God bless your wife. Absolutely. God bless your wife. So, listen, uh, we met... Uh, because you have an organization uh, called Fighters for Life. Fighters for Life. Now, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, it's amazing how I found out about Fighters for Life. I was actually headed to a base in the south, in the Negev. Uh, Sabine? Selim. 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 And we stopped in a gas station. We had over 500 chocolate bars for the soldiers there. We stop in a gas station. And I see all these soldiers there, and I give them chocolates for heroes. And I tell them, thank you for defending the country. So the soldier says, what do you do here? Is this what you do, hand out chocolates? I said, no, I talk about the greatness of your country. And I, I told him about Inside Israel. He's like, wow. He said, listen, we got this organization that I'm a part of uh, called Fighters for Life. And uh, so I talked to him, looked up your information. I think it's amazing what you're doing. Tell us a little bit about Fighters for Life. Okay, so before I will speak about Fighters for Life, I will say a few words about uh, myself. Please. Yeah, I want to... Uh, yeah, oh, so I was serving the Israeli army in the anti-terror unit. It's called, it's called Duv Devan. You were in Duv Devan? Yes. Wow. I got a friend of mine who was in... You are amazing. <laughs> yes. Brother, you're amazing. So I've been there for eight years as commander. And uh, after those eight years, it was very difficult as a family man to take, yeah. to take part in the Israeli army. So I tell to my wife, we must go travel together, only me and you to leave the little children in Israel and to go alone, me and you to Thailand. 
And I remember that before we embarked to our big trip, me and my wife, so I remember all my soldiers, all the time, something like two or three, uh, three uh, months before they go to finish the, the service in the Israeli army, they start to speak only about one thing, the big trip, the big trip. The big trip. In Israel it's called Adiul Agadol. And because in Israel there's a tradition that each Israeli, after he finishes service in the Israeli army, is must to do one thing, to go travel. For something like one year, eight months, he's going to travel to South America or in the Far East. And this is the must thing that all, all the Israelis do. I think it's awesome. It's fantastic. You're absolutely. the most traveled people <laughs> yes. I've ever. I've been in a lot of countries. Yes. You travel more than absolutely. any other people I know. Absolutely. So, because it's a nice tradition, I tell my wife, we must do it also. Uh, Were you married? You were married? Yes, I was okay. married. Most of the Israelis do it after three years in the army. In uh, my case, it was after eight years. <laughs> yes. So uh, we decided to go to travel in Thailand, actually. And actually in Thailand, I was astounded from the number, the unbelievable number of Israelis who go to travel in the most cool areas in the, around the world. And I remember one night, it was in Shabbat, on the Saturday night, and the, there is a tradition that in Shabbat there is Chabad house uh, all around the world, and in this Shabbat, each, every place around the world, the, all the Israelis go to the, together to Chabad house and doing Kiddush together. And we've been there something like 1,500 Israelis. Wow. And I say to my wife, what a shame. The people who are supposed to be the light onto the nation, to make a tikkun olam, to make the, to make the world to be a better place, going to the most poor area around the world and do nothing with that. So the idea of Fathers for Life was actually to capitalize this tremendous number of Israelis who go to travel to the, in the most poor area around the world and to capitalize this mass of Israelis to do a good thing, to do volunteer in those countries as part of the Israeli big trip. So this was the idea of Fathers for Life. And in the same time, we the volunteer to show the world the real face of the Israeli soldiers. Wow. So, now, we've got a lot of noise in the background. We're sitting here in this coffee shop. So let me recap real quick. So what you're saying is, you and your wife, did you go on a honeymoon before you took the big trip? A small one in Israel. A small one in Israel. Four so days. You, so, so you were basically on your honeymoon. Absolutely. And yeah, you see a need, because you see all these Israelis, these, these Israeli Jews that are in the same place in the poorest places in Thailand. Thailand's a tough country. Very, very cheap though. You can get a foot massage for five seconds. But I haven't been there. But uh, and you want to utilize this time for them to do a little good. Absolutely, yes. And That's amazing. It's not because of what I'm thinking that I need to do. I think it's the must. Is what is God told us to do? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. So, when did this idea come about? When were you in Thailand that this idea came about? So it was actually in Saturday. And this past Saturday. In, in Saturday in Thailand. In the how, how many years ago? Ah, three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. Actually, in the. August three. It'll be three years. Three, three years. Yeah. So I've been there with my wife and tell her that's it. I want. I, we must do something with this. With this. We, we what, must. What was her response? 
she tell me, okay, where's the shake? I want the shake now. It's not even scared for me. I want foot massage now. Understandable. That's understandable. Listen, did you have children at the time? Yes, one we left in the grandfather in Israel. Yeah. So mom needed a break. Now, I want to, I want to, I don't want to stray off the, the topic, but I think it's important because you as a soldier, that you were, you were more than a soldier, brother. I know what Duke Devine does. And uh, to, to stay in for eight years, God bless your wife. Uh, man, she deserves a lot of chocolate. You know? You tell her I said that. Because my brother-in-law, uh, my father was a Green Beret wow. in the U.S. Army. They were in our unit, absolutely. by the way, a few times. Nice. Yeah, those guys. And you're teaching them. No, together we're the preparation together. Okay, okay. But uh, my brother-in-law retired 27 years out of the Marines. Wow. Yeah. So I, clearly my family understands what it's like to be a military wife, and women do. Uh, so... Tell us, can you, I want, I, I'm gonna, there's a point in me saying this, because you're in a very tough unit in yes. Duke Divine. I, I know what you guys do. You basically, can I say it? Yes. Yeah, you, you explain it. You go in and you snatch up terrorists inside of their own situation, inside of their own surroundings. You risk your life to go into their surroundings. You look like Arabs, you dress like Arabs, you speak Arabic, and you go in and you snatch them up and you kidnap them out and take, put them to jail. You say it. I said, okay, that's, so, wow, eight years, let me ask you, and this goes along with, with Fighters for Life, number one, that's a tough unit to get into, you have to work very, very hard, what was part of your drive, what, what motivated you, because I know all the soldiers, like, I had a mother tell me the other day, Actually, we are sitting here today, me and you in Jerusalem, in a small coffee house called Mafene Man. I don't know if you know, but this place exactly, eight years, um, 12 years ago, not was Cafe Neeman, it was Baro restaurant. And here, in this place, exactly, was the biggest bomb suicide in Israel. Really? Here. Wow. This place, exactly. And something like uh, 25 people have been killed in this mom's suicide. So, as a little child in Israel, in the second intifada, um, I understand that I want to do the, bi- the biggest thing, and the meaningful thing that I can to do to the Jewish nation. And I thought that uh, to do something against the terror, and there is, I don't think there is something bigger than to the one unit to do something against the terror in our country. And it was my drive, my motivation to enter this unit, to do everything that I can to go enter this unit and to be an officer in the Devan. Wow. Yeah, because that's a huge insult to the Muslims when you can sneak into their own camp and kidnap their own people. <laughs> That's a huge slap in the punch in the face. You say. So I say. <laughs> so because, and this is this is uh, this falls in line with what you're doing now, because it shows your leadership. It shows your commitment, your continued commitment, uh, not just to your country, and uh, but to show the goodness, the heart, the love of the Jewish people. Uh, not just for each other, but for the world. And uh, the fact that even after you get out of the army, that you would motivate soldiers to do something more beyond themselves. And I look, I tell the soldiers when I talk to them, 
I say, listen, my hero, Yoni Netanyahu. And I tell them, if you had the chance to stay in the army, to stay in longer, I understand you want to break, you want to go to Thailand or South America or the United States or wherever. But if you have an opportunity that the Haganah, Palmach, Lechni, Netzel would have never dreamed there would be a uniform. If you have an opportunity to go further, take it because you only have this one chance in life. And I, actually, I was on the bus. I'm going to make my point. I was on the bus a few weeks ago with a guy in the Navy. Actually, he was in the Air Force. Very intelligent young man. He said, Michael, they want me to be an officer. I have the chance to be an officer. I said, are you going to take it? He said, I don't know because I have engineering school waiting on me. It's already been promised. I said, wait a minute. You're going to tell me you serve in the Army one time in your life and you have the chance to be an officer and you're not going to take it? You're not going to have that one chance in your life to serve your country even more than what you than just the status quo. He said, wow, you sound like my mother. <laughs> so uh, so I'm gonna, I want to say thank you for, for, for stepping outside of yourself. Outside of, because to, to be a husband and a father is a huge, I'm not at 45. I haven't found a woman lucky enough to procreate with. Look at this face, you know. But uh, anyway, so what made you come up with the name Fighters for Life? What was the next step you took? So actually in Thailand we decided, I decided actually to take this dream to be true. And I thought to myself, who do you want to be with me in this crazy idea? And I make a list. I wrote a list of all the names that I know from Dovdevan, from my neighborhood. Who do you want to be with me in this big project? Because in my vision it was to turn Israel to be a global superpower of charity. Not only superpower of science, of agriculture, also what you're supposed to be more than everything, to be a superpower of charity around the world. And I thought to myself, who do you want to be with me in this project? And it was uh, one name. It's called Atias. Atias is the man that you meet in Selim. Wow, he's a great guy. <laughs> so it's very similar. So I tell them, Atias, I have a crazy idea. In this time, this was officer in Dovdevan. I go outside the, the army, I go to the, the travel, and this was still in the service of the Israeli army in the Dovdevan unit. So I tell him, Matthias, I have an amazing idea, and I want you to take it with me, this dream to be true. And it was ticking for two minutes, and then he's looking at me and saying, really, I'm with you absolutely. Wow. But I have only one condition, that each group we will send outside, board to make volunteer, will start in volunteer in Israel. For two or three days. Wow, that's good. Yeah, so until now, it's, wow. it's, I mean, yes, it's an amazing project. Only the project in Israel is so big and unbelievable, actually. We are now, we are now taking four different um, villages of youth with risk that we support them. Each group will go to India or to Argentina, start the volunteer in Israel for three days. And only after that, they go travel to the big trip and do the volunteers part of the big trip. Wow. That's amazing. This is the, the, the idea of Atias, yeah. So, so when you first started this out, what, what, what made you come up with the name Fighters for Life? So, um, 
הרב שלי הסברת אותך עם מיליטרי סרוויס, הוא עושה בין the first Gaza war, not war, the first Gaza operation, 2009, actually, עופרת יצוקה. And then I, feel very, I was feeling very good about how we are working with the civilians in Gaza. And I remember when I came out from Gaza to Israel back and we saw how the world see what we did in, in Gaza, I was in shock. They see different things about us as the Israeli soldiers. Right. And I want to show the world the real face of the Israeli fighters. They know that we are fighters, but I want to take this organization not only to do good things, but also to show the world the real face of the Israeli fighters. of the Israeli soldiers. So this is why we are fighters, but not only for war, also for life. Right. Wow. That's amazing. You know, there's a lot of stuff. This country bends over backwards for peace. Absolutely. You, it, you know what, it, it boggles my mind, because when I realize uh, legally the Muslims that are citizens of Israel have more rights than you do, legally, they... Their kids don't have to go off and join the military. You're, the Jewish kids defend their freedom of speech as they protest at Tel Aviv University. Absolutely. I've done video down. And then the, 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 literally, literally millions of dollars in goods that you send into the Gaza. Since from the time that, that Yasser Arafat and Yitzhak Rabin signed giving away Gush Katif under Bill Clinton, the Oslo Accords, which should have never been done. I'm totally against it. But with that being said, while you were signing those Oslo Accords, they were digging tunnels back then. With the same concrete, a lot of that came from Iran, I understand. But a lot of it did come from Israel, too, to help them build their infrastructure. And to know that you guys... Because you know what? The biggest victims down there are the children. That adults in their wickedness and their evil would use children and teach them how to kill Jews. Absolutely. But yet, to take that time for you guys to reach out to them and to have that vision is amazing. Amazing. So, when you first started this, like, did you have people lining up or what happened? How did it work? Uh, we opened the Facebook page okay. called Fighters for Life Israel. Now we have more than 10,000 followers on this uh, Facebook page. That includes me. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Great. So we say in the Facebook page we want to make a delegation of volunteers to India. So if some, someone, someone of you want to go travel in India, so you can put his phone, we will uh, give him a call. And we will love to make some small delegation, eight people, ten together. And it was unbelievable that more than 400 Israelis, more than 400 young Israelis tell us, I want to take a part in this organization. In the first delegation, 400 Israelis, all of them young Israelis, now finish their military service for more than three years. And the only thing that they want to do after they finish their military service, and it's very tough here in Israel, is how we can to contribute. To the wall. Wow. I think it's something so amazing in our society. Wow, that's amazing. Who we got here? Gul. You're the project manager for India. Yes, yes. So you guys have this. So. Look at him again. 
Another life. The it, was, it was in shock, but then this place was Bravo. Uh, yeah, was the big suicide. The biggest one, and the wow. second intifada. Yeah. So now... There is a lot of Israelis who don't want to go into this restaurant. Just a second, what's your name? Michael Gnad. With Insight to Israel. Good, good. We're being recorded right now. You're, oh. you're going to be on the radio show this Sunday. <laughs> and uh, so, so, okay, so how did you guys meet? Ah, okay, I would say... I tell you that a lot of Israelis, dozens of Israelis come to, the, to do interview, to go to the delegation of India. One of them was Gu. And I thought to myself, when he finishes interview, I tell to my uh, friend, this one will be the manager of the project in a few years. <laughs> so he's here, sitting here next to us, and another less than one month, so we travel to India again to do the third delegation to India. 16 wow. September. 16th of September. Now, Gul, let me ask you, where, what town are you from? I'm here from Jerusalem. You, you born and raised in Jerusalem? No, I, yes. Yeah. And what, what unit were you in in the army? What? What unit were you in? I was in the combat rescue team. Nice. The home front over there. Very nice. Now, how long did you serve? You did three years? Six years. Six years? Six years. All, all of the... This guy's getting chocolates for here. Yeah, for the company commander. All, nice. all the staff of Fighters for Life, all of them officers. Ah, oh, wow. All nice. of them. That's yeah. awesome. Also the girls. What, what, ta- <laughs> what, ta- what town are you from? Yourself? And from Bechemish. Bechemish. Oh, great area. I've been up there. Yes, yes. Nice. Then you live in Jerusalem? Where David and Goliath, all of the stories. Yeah, Goliath got his butt kicked. <laughs> <laughs> There's Philistines, Palestina. That's basically the same people. But uh, so, so why did you interview? Why did you volunteer for Fighters for Life? I was supposed to release from the Israel Army, and like uh, every Israeli band, Israeli teenagers had to release from the Army. I wanted to do a big trip in India, and I'm sorry in the face, but you know, something, and people were talking about something like, like a humanitarian project in India, include a big trip, you know, all of that. So, uh, have, like, a, I was in the East, like, something like half a month. India, Nepal, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand. Okay. Like, yeah, what, is, what is a two month from my trip? And I was starting my big trip these two weeks, and it was amazing, amazing, because I was serving six years in the Israeli army, and I finished the army a week I was in Israel, and after a week I fly to, to the big trip. Actually, the first thing that I started in my life, my civilian life, was the Fighters for Life uh, Humanity Project. And you wow. see from the space of the Israeli soldier, you're now coming to the space, the same space of the military choice, but from the second side, that you're giving to the, to the children in India, not with the uniform, the green uniform, but with the shirt of Fighters for Life, the flag of Israel, and the name. Which was amazing. What, what do I need to amazing. do to get my hands on one of these shirts? <laughs> I'd love to have one. I'll see what you can do. I'll let you see okay. what you can do. Absolutely. No, I'd love to have one. That'd be awesome. I'd wear it around. I'd... Absolutely. But uh, wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So, so a few, now. A few chocolate and we'll take care of it. No, I got plenty with me, brother. I always keep lonely. We're gonna we're gonna get some pictures of that. So, uh, so your organization has been around now for three years. And how many volunteers would you say you've had all together over the past few years? And so the vision of the project was and to send the delegations, dozens of delegations each year to all around the world, specifically to the developing countries around the world. The developing countries. Developing countries. And, and the first delegation was in 2014. And the idea was that each year we will expand the activity to another continent. Okay. So we start in India in 2014, and the year after, in 2015, it was a delegation to India and also to South America. 
to the slums of Argentina. And in 2016, this year, we will take part, uh, the activity will take part in three different continents. To Ethiopia, in Africa, to India, wow. in, the, in the Far East, and to Argentina and South America. And next year, will be also a delegation to Mexico. Now, what, what do you, when you say you do volunteer, what do you do, water wells? What, what all do you guys do? Okay, we have we had a lot of lessons. Now we can tell you how we're going to India. We're preparing, we have a, one of our volunteers that was volunteering in Ethiopia, in the Georgia, Ethiopia, now coming to India to doing all the, the lessons. Okay. We have uh, a math, English, science, wow, geography. Wow, you teach in school. Yeah, geography, uh, science, you know, we're doing experience like with water and oil, things to the different children. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. When someone gives an answer, it is either in response to a question or a command to respond. And those who might be in the grammar would either term it a noun or a verb. In mathematics, an answer is the solution to a problem, and problems are plentiful. Who do you turn to for answers? The Lord is near to all who call on Him, said the psalmist. And God invites you as He says, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. Our problem is that we search for answers in all the wrong places. We would do well to remember that God cares and He hears our hurts. To prove it, He said, I'll answer while you're still speaking, and I will hear. What problem do you have today? What answer do you seek? Who do you turn to for solutions? God has the answers. He is the answer. This is John Bryan bringing you today's key word. Leading the Way features the Bible teaching ministry of Dr. Michael Youssef, the founding pastor of the Church of the Apostles in Atlanta. I hope that you'll make plans to join us each week when we're privileged to share two recent messages that I know will encourage you in your faith. You'll also learn more about the worldwide outreach of Leading the Way to more than 200 countries and in more than 20 different languages. So join us right here for Leading the Way. Are your health insurance premiums going up? You are not alone. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org to understand why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. This is Grace Marie Turner, President of the Galen Institute. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back. This is Michael Goodell with Insight to Israel Chocolates for Heroes. Wow, wow, wow. What you guys are telling me is wow. Now, my mother used to tell me all the time, Michael, you say amazing too much. You say amazing because I'd say amazing. It's amazing. I get the soldiers on the back of the bus when they're eating chocolate bars, you know, and I'm talking about how they need to defend the Jewish state and be proud to be a Jew. And I, I say, look around. Look what the Jewish people have done in 68 years. And I'll say, it's amazing. And they'll just look at me and I'll say, let's say it together. Hans time Shalos. Amazing. I got like 30 soldiers saying amazing at one time. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, what you guys do? Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. Wow. So what is your, okay, does your wife realize she has such a smart husband? Uh, yes. Actually, my wife is part of the organization. Well, of course, as a volunteer, but she's part of the organization. Wow. Yes. And she helps and supports the project. Now, let me ask you. 
Is there a chance that American soldiers can get involved? Absolutely. Anyone can enter our, our website, ffl.org.il, and to, to take part in the, the, our activity, our unique activity all around the world. That is amazing. We'll make a Skype <laughs> interview, of course. But, of course, of yes, course. But each one came to take a part. Is there... I can't think of another country whose military, former military does this. Right. There's no other country. That's amazing. So you're getting ready to go on this next trip. How, is it, how What does it do for the... For the soldier? Now, so I'm sure a lot of these guys that come on these trips, and girls, okay? Here's my first question. I got a lot of questions running around in my head. Has anyone ever fallen in love and gotten married because of these trips? Uh, there was one couple, actually in the first delegation. It was for something like five months, and that's it. Well, but, uh, in the future, we hope that will be some uh, few couples. Because again, we need Jewish babies to bless yeah, maybe, the Lord. Maybe you will join the activity in some delegation. There will be some couples. I would be. I'd love to five. We, we must do something with it. Well, you know what? I'm. I'm really committed to my job, and it's. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've, I've had a few girlfriends. I'll, some of my friends don't like to hear that. <clears throat> I did that. You know, thank God. You know, but uh, and I know Torah. Like I dated this one girl. I shouldn't even be talking about my first wife on the radio show. And I'm like, take me your father. Tell him I'll quote Torah to him. You know what I mean? And you know, it's like anyway, that's another story. So it's really funny though. But uh, my next question is is that what because obviously there's a lot of soldiers that didn't know each other. What does it do? What's the bonding that comes between the, the, the those that are on the trip? What what is the end result that you see after what are, are these trips two months or five months or how long do they normally? I think that one uh, the most Unbelievable thing that no all Israeli will go to travel, go to travel alone with one friend, two, it's very big. In our delegation, the guys go to travel after the volunteer together, 20 guys. Wow. They continue to travel like together. Delegations that travel in India, all over Virginia, like yes. the fight is a lot people came now. You see 20 Israel together in India, we make some trek, you know, no, fight us for life. <laughs> I think also the Israeli youth is all the time because this is a way that we are education. We want we're looking for something with with meaning. Added value. Yeah, added value. Looking at added value all the time. In the army, after the army, you're going to the big trip. It's like a half a map just for yourself. You're going to take the world out, and you also the Israeli youth looking for something to add value to that just trip. Right, right, wow. Listen. You had mentioned in the beginning of the show about they have to do two weeks of volunteer work here in Israel no, first. Three days in Israel. Three days, three days. And two, two weeks in abroad. In the... At least two weeks abroad yes, when they go. At least. Uh, you know, uh, you're troubled youth. There's a lot of kids. You know, it's like anywhere. They come from difficult homes. And uh, you look, I've run into some of those kids, unfortunately. Uh, I will say overall, that your kids in this country are the best. And you know what? Americans don't want to hear this, but I'll put them up against American kids any day. Uh, because I've lived in both worlds. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's amazing uh, when you can take kids like that. Now, let me ask you. <clears throat> have there ever been any Arabs 
kids that or has there anyone ever offered or come to you and said, listen, we got some Arab kids that are troubled, we can't do anything with them? I can tell you a story from the first delegation. We came in the first Monday. Oh, listen, I knew I would get an answer. I knew I would get a positive answer. In the first this day. is this country, ladies and gentlemen. They, good and bad, I embrace it. I immerse myself in it. I love the Jewish state. Go ahead. And the first Monday, we started volunteering in the shelter house in India, in Mumbai, in one of the slums. And we come in in the morning, and we told that we're going to expect to like something for uh, 30, 40, 50 children. And we come inside the class, and we have our shirt with the flag that the Israel on our right hand. And we go into the class, and we see like something that happened from the class. They have the, how do they call it, buraka, the, the thing that covers the, their head and the, the face. Yeah. And we get know that, that half of the school is called the Hudu. Hudu is the Muslim of India. Okay. Wow. Most of the children are Hudu. And he was like, we didn't know what to do. And that's because our volunteers are afraid to volunteer with Muslim guys. Every one of us want and don't mind if he's Muslim, if he's Hindi, if he's Christian, anything. But how they will accept us? And wow. In the, in, in the second week, after we finished the two volunteers, one of the mothers came to, the, to Gili. The, the choice of the first delegation and tell them, oh my child, I was educated that Israel is the small devil. Now I see Israel is the big angel. Wow. I think it was the most experience ever I had in my life, really. When you see that, that a mother that you can see only her eyes, and all the life they told us that Israel is bad, coming and telling you that sentence, you say, I can leave everything and go back to Israel. I did my, I did my, my thing. That's amazing. It's incredible, really. It was a great feeling. Wow. I can tell all of the members of the delegation was seeing that thing, seeing that, that side, that we all, all, all of us together dancing after the two weeks, we're doing a big circle in the middle of slums in India that no, never one that thought that Israel is volunteer gonna dance together with Muslim, Indian, and Jews. Everybody together in the same position, the same circle, singing the same song, like a big harmony. You know, on my radio show, this is not up for debate, okay? Because I tell the truth. Here. Muhammad. I speak for Michael Gano, and I want you guys, I know you're on my show right now. Muhammad was a bloodthirsty child raping self-appointed false prophet. The Quran is a lie, there is no lie. Now, these are facts, okay? I'm speaking for Michael Gano. I know you guys are looking at each other right now. I say that by saying this, that wickedness pervades our world today. God looked upon during Noah, Noah, God looked upon men and saw that every deed in his heart was evil. And we are seeing that today. And there are false religions that are leading people down a path that is not that is taking their life to destruction. But the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, his light, using those that are submitted to his word. 
and to His love and His passion and His holiness. There is more reference to the holiness of God in Torah than the, and the prophets than there is to the love, compassion, and mercy of God. With that being said, when we let God use our life, when we say, God, I give myself to You. I submit to Your Word, to its beauty, that has the, You have the best for me. When we do that and love God, forget, here's the thing, we have it in Christianity, we have it in Judaism, people that are religious, but their heart is far from God. But when you submit to God and love Him, a woman like that, she was, listen, that woman won't stay in Islam. She'll see the wickedness and she'll want to come out. She, listen, there are people, you know, that die because they leave Islam. They're murdered. But I'm telling you, that impact that you have on that woman's life, it will always, no matter where she goes, every night when she lays her head down to sleep, it'll be here in her heart. I don't think the impact is only on that woman's life. I no, think, I agree. I, I think the impact, the most of the impact on, on the volunteers and on our life. I tell you, ask every one of the volunteers after the delegation what he feel, how he see the life now. I never think that before the delegation. Really. I want to actually, when you guys come back from this delegation, I want to interview you, your volunteers. No problem. No problem. Yeah, Skype call, no problem. They would love to. 17th, in the 10th of September, it will be in India. One week, one week before the volunteers will come, we will be there to organize all the small details of the volunteer program, the educational program. So Google will be there. We can give him a call. And yeah, we can talk in the middle of delegation. What, what an honor it would be. Yeah, I'd like to speak also with one of the volunteers if you want. Okay. Now, how many people did you say you have going for this one delegation so far? 25. Now, 25, just this delegation is going in like a, less than a month to India. Okay. Nice. 25 Israeli. How old are you? I'm 26. You're 26. You get children? No, married? I'm not married. Just a girlfriend. There's <laughs> some in Thailand. <laughs> what a great vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Were you on the. Yeah, it's a. Now, how did you guys meet? It was one the volunteer, the, the, the first delegation. Oh, that's right, you said that, Paul. Gilly was interviewing me. I, 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 I didn't sleep much last night. Wow, that's awesome. So, okay, so what is your... So your wife, like, how's she your wife involved? That's great that you got your wife involved. That's you. Absolutely. Uh, actually, my wife, she told me that uh, for 4,000 years, we wait that the Jewish people will be the light unto the nation. And I'm very proud, she told me, to take part in this organization. That's why my husband has to do what the Jewish people need to do. To God gave work. you a good wife, brother. Yes. You know, there is I one, pray for you, a wife that's that righteous. One of the smartest people in the history of Israel, of the Jewish nation, is called Akiva. I've heard of it. Rabbi Akiva. He's one of the famous uh, Jewish... Um, and is a... Uh, was go to learn for 24 years Torah and when he's back to his students they tell him wow Rabbi Akiva you are so big in Torah and he tell them what I do in my life and what you did in your life all of what we've done together is for this woman my wife because she let me to do this the name of his uh, was 
Rachel, the name of uh, Rachel. Rachel. His wife was Rachel. Also, my wife is Rachel. So I tell her a few times. Amazing story. I tell her, I tell her a few times what we did in Fathers for Life. Not me. I do. I do nothing. But what the organization do is because of you. Absolutely. Yes. That's amazing. Amazing. Now, you have a four-year-old. Yes. Is your four year old yes. walking around with a shirt on? Absolutely. Yes. That's all yeah, one. That's all yeah, one. That's amazing. So, okay. I know I know your time is short. No, no, it's okay. I want to show you some picture. You please, continue. please. I can continue in the interview. So, uh, you've been around for three years. How many delegations have you done? If I asked this question before, I'm just trying to remember. I don't think I did. How many times have you been abroad with volunteers? It was, uh, now it's going to be the third one in the third one in India. Oh. It was one in Ethiopia, one in Argentina. It's like five delegations. Ethiopia. Ethiopia, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know where you got these together? Uganda. 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 Why? So, I need to shame to myself that I not give it now, but I... <laughs> so, your delegation, and I want to ask about that, or Ethiopia, because that's a very significant country. Are there any Ethiopian Jews that are still residing there? Uh, there are still Ethiopian Jews over there. Uh, that uh, was in uh, London. But we are, not, we are not interested all the time in the Jews. We are interested in right. everybody who is coming and volunteering with the local people, not even the Jews, not Jews, we are volunteering. Kid, there's a reason why I'm asking this. Uh, when you were in Ethiopia, was the Jewish community that's there aware that you were there? Did they, did they have the opportunity or... Did they make the opportunity? Well, it was a little bit far from the area that far, we've okay. been there. But, uh, but now, tell me a little bit about Ethiopia, what you did there. That's an amazing it's, country. It's an amazing country. You know, I've been, I was in uh, Argentina, in India, only in the last year. And I think that Ethiopia is the only country that we have landed in this country. And you say to myself, wow, I feel like I'm 3,000 years back. back. Absolutely. So it's an amazing, amazing country. Country, very beautiful country, and I think it was very useful to the small children. That is the first time that time that they have math lessons, English lessons. Wow! And I think that what is the most special thing, and the most unique thing in Fathers for Life, is that each year we back to the same children. Wow! Each year we back to them. So, for example, in India, we start the activity, the educational program, when they was five years old. And the after was six years old, and in another one month, when Guru will lead the delegation, they will be seven years old. And our dream is to take them until they will be 18 years old, and to maybe to even to take them to learn in Israel after that, from the slums of Mumbai. 
That's amazing. It's amazing that I, I'm going back to India, like last year, coming back to India, and walking in the in the middle of the slums, you know, cows and garbage everywhere, the noise, and like children wave to you to hi to hello and say hi go hi go hi go good wow 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 wonderful man like that has got to make you like cry when you see those kids. Like I'm walking in the street, I'm a stranger in the middle of um, Mumbai. Who would believe that a small kid was waving to say hi girl, welcome back? <laughs> wow, and Mumbai is where they had the big terrorist attack. Absolutely. Yeah. The 2611, right? America, the 9/11. Right. So in Mumbai, in India, actually, in general, it's the 2611 because it was very big uh, bump suicide. In Israel, because it was also a small suicide in Chabad House in Mumbai. So when the, all the Israelis showed that it was something like five people have been killed in this uh, bomb suicide, but there's more than 100, more than 150 hundred uh, people who have been killed in all around Mumbai, in a few different places at the same time. So in, in India, actually, the 26-11-2008, it's like the 9-11 of the, the American people. Right. Wow. Do you, do you guys ever feel like when you're in Mumbai, do you ever feel, I mean, look, I talk to a lot of kids, who, soldiers who do the trip, and they said there's some places we go we can't tell them we're Israeli or we're Jewish. So in the activity actually in the educational program with the children, we are with shirts that ah, the right, Israeli flag. flag. But we are we are going to have at the night, you know, to the mall. So we are going, we are not saying that we are Israel. Yeah, nice. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a bit risky. Yes, it's risky. Also, we, we don't like to go and uh, you know go over the street and say we are the Israeli. Yeah, We're doing that. All this crowd, we are taking all that and do the big circle yeah. with the education. Now, when you educate, because you said something about hygiene, do you take toothbrushes with you and all that stuff? Wow. What, what are kind of some of the supplies that you take with you when you go to these different countries? We, we're taking, like, the supply that we're taking with us, and we're taking, like, something like... Uh, 200, 300 uh, toothbrush. toothbrush and also uh, the, toothpaste. the toothpaste and taking it up to, to Mumbai. We, all, all the things that we bring in over there, like we're painting the, the walls and building. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have staying like uh, that we paint our their shelter house. You know, like it was like a wall with a lot of jewelry and all the things of the slums. We like in two weeks, we can show you the photos. It was like white in the middle of the slums and all the, the paint that we left, we left it over there that they will have it. We don't only want to come in and volunteer and go, we also want to give them the material and the thing that they keep doing that from year to year, that in the second, the next year that I will come back, I don't want to learn them to how to brush the teeth. They already know that because last year I was there. I'm going to teach them something. Yeah, because what we're going to do is when we do the introduction to the show, I want to I want to take some of those pictures, and because uh, we have a video we're going to do, a sh short two-minute video introduction video that we'll post in the social media on Sunday when the radio show plays, and I want to in the introduction I want to have some of those pictures of what you're doing, which is truly amazing. How did you connect with the people that you're working with? So actually, the Israeli people have a few things that only. Only the Israeli have, for example, the Chabad houses around the world. There isn't another country like Japan or even America that have thousands of thousands of small places that we can 
the help by them what we have to do. For example, if I have some activity in Ethiopia, so we can give a call to the manager of the Chabad house in Addis Ababa. Tell him, how are you, my friend? I am a Jewish, I need your help. And for sure it will tell me what you need, my friend, we are brothers. Wow. I will support you. So they support us logistically. Logistically they support in our activity. And also the Ministry of the Foreign Affairs. Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Affairs. They also support us in uh, other places that we go. Wow. Wow. So have you have you had the chance? I'm sure that you've, you've been in the media here. Yes. Right? A few times, yes. In the biggest uh, Channel 2, we were twice in Channel 2. Wow. It's the biggest uh, channel in Israel. Wow. In the news of Channel 2, in the Yediot Achronot, in the biggest newspaper, the biggest TV shows. Um, you know, if we have more than 10,000 followers in so small country, like Israel, it's been a lot about the wave, the underground wave that we have with our activity. Now, if Americans looked at your, that are listening to this radio show, and we sent them to your Facebook page and your website. FFL.org.il We're, we're going to advertise that. We're going to advertise it. <laughs> what if they wanted to send you like toothbrushes? What? Send what? What if they wanted to send like two or three hundred toothbrushes or toothpaste? So they can enter our website. Okay. And there is uh, the email address. To, to tell us, hi, I, I, my name is uh, Jacob from Florida, Miami, Florida. I want to support your project with, I don't know, with the, to, something to the volunteer that will brush the teeth of the, the small children or with money. Okay. Whatever you can. We will yeah. give you email back. Do you, do you take crayons? You know, crayons, the colored wax in the box and the kids color on the book with it? Ah, no. We... You know what I'm talking about? Ah, what? The, the kids use them. Yes, yes, uh, anima. Yes, I know what you mean. Uh, I mean, what, what kind of stuff do you need? Anima? Yes. Ah, so actually, the, the, the most important need that we need is to support the project. Financial. Financial, absolutely. Okay. For example, what is the most thing that we not spoke about is the most beautiful thing in the project that our volunteers already there, they are going anyway to travel, so it's, you know, the costs are very small. Because all the volunteers, 20, 40, 50, they are already there. So each delegation, it's only 10, 50, until, 10 until $12,000. You know, it's different in the places, but it's something like that. And with this cost, we are take the delegation uh, forward. And that's that's the cost to take care of the whole delegation. All the delegation. Wow, that's from not, the end that's to not the bad. Twelve thousand dollars. That's not bad at all. That's what need, yes. what, what's your response? Uh, do, you, do you have Americans that are uh, all all of our sponsors, all of them, but all of them are Americans. Really? Yes. So Israelis, but they're from America. Ah, they live in the United States. Yes. They're Israelis, but they live here? They have an apartment in Israel, okay. in Guaranana, but they live actually in the business in the America. Okay. Have you, have you taken this idea, your project, to the States? Yet have you been able to travel to the U.S. and go to the, to the Jewish congregation? We, are, we are want to do it. We didn't uh, do it until now, but we want to do it. We are a new organization, only right. two and a half years, but we are looking for someone that will help us for, to... To let us to expand the activity, someone from America that will support us. Okay. Well, look, there's a lot of uh, connections I have. Uh, I don't know how influential I am, 
but there, you know, I was in the Central Bus Station two years ago uh, before uh, before Pesach, and I thanked a soldier. I stopped and thanked a soldier. I didn't, I didn't have any chocolate bars then, not like I have now. When this first started out, I know what you're saying. You don't, I didn't have a lot. And everywhere I'd go and I had no chocolate bars, I felt like, oh my gosh, I see all these soldiers. So I stopped and I thanked the soldier for defending the country, and this girl was sitting next to him, and she said, Michael? And I said, yeah. She said, Michael Ganau? And I said, yeah. And she goes, Insight to Israel, Hershey's for Heroes. That's what it was at that time, which I'm not supposed to say. And I said, yeah. I said, do I know you? And she goes, no, you don't know me. I don't expect you to know me. But I heard your voice, and I recognized your voice because I listened to your radio show. Wow, And she lives in Great Neck, New York, okay, or New Jersey. I don't know. Anyway, she's a Jewish girl. Lives in New Jersey, and she goes. You have a big name in the Jewish community, in, uh, in in New Jersey or New York or whatever. I have the video on Facebook. But uh, with that being said, if no one ever recognizes my face, at least they heard my voice. You know what I mean? Like they're hearing your voice. And so that is the most important thing that we get this message out. Because I think what you guys, this is amazing. I mean, it's amazing. What you what you're doing with these folks overseas, and uh, I mean I can't find the words to describe it. It's amazing. Look, we're gonna try and get you some some money, okay? Uh, we're definitely gonna do a good promotional video for you because uh, look, I'm gonna say it: the Jewish people are the smartest people on two feet. Even if you don't have feet, if you got a neck and a brain working, you're the smartest people because your your soul and your heart works your brain. My mom needs to hear you that I'm you are the smartest people. Like I don't think she think like that. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, no, I listen hands down. That's exactly what I believe. It's a conviction when I say that, and I can back it up with proof in history. But with that being said, uh, there's a lot of American Jews that have a lot of money and don't have enough to do with it. Besides, and I say this critiquing, not criticizing, because it's not all of them. But, but we want Americans involved too in general. Uh, but, you know... Actually now we, are want to, we want to expand the activity to another continent, to Mexico. And we are looking for someone that will support this project also for Mexico. So if someone wants to take this project on him, it will be unbelievable. Yeah, so listen, we got two minutes. Okay, I want to hear from you and you, and I want to close this out. Okay, so I've been honored to take a part in the unique and very important organization and want to show the world who is the real Israel, who is the real Israel all around the world that will know that is the people of God. Amen. Want to be a light unto the nation, want to do it to Olam, to to make the world to be a better place. If someone wants to be a partnership with us, you can to visit our website, ffl.org.il, and it will be fantastic. I think it will, we are... You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.